It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, the Georgia Bulldogs are taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes. So guess what? We got a very special guest. I got main man, Randy McMichael, coming up next on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Wanted to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen today. And also, we want to ask you that you leave us a five star review when it comes to wherever you download your podcast. We really appreciate that from you in advance. As you can see, we have a very special guest today, our main man, Random Matt Michael. He's here to us with preview the Georgia Bulldogs. And also, we're going to talk a little Falcons and Cardinals towards the end as well. But Randy, I have to start off with here. You know, a lot of people are bringing up the situation where the dogs took on the Alabama Crimson Tide back in 2021, and, you know, they took that L, and then they, they, they prepared for them, came back, and was able to get the national championship. And now people are trying to equate that to Ohio State taking a big L to the Michigan Wolverines, and right. they're going to come back and, and, and show and prove that, hey, they deserve to be here, and, and they're going to – possibly upset the dogs i know how you feeling or what you um swaying towards that but how is it from a comparison standpoint can people do you think people can put those things in the words and, and not necessarily look at how the teams are constructed i don't know jarvis because what, what the first thing i'm tired of so far this week is damn ohio state trying to play this damn underdog we're against uh, us against the world type <laughs> crap they are they got spies and stuff going on in practice yeah, and everything they, <laughs> they, they, Jarvis, they are either one, two, or three most talented team in the country. All right? Nobody right. wants to hear that. The reason people are talking right. about it because the last time we saw you, you got smacked. And so right. that's the difference that if you want to say that because Alabama did smack us. And so – but for them to come down here talking all that like they're the underdog, they got one of the most talented teams in America. And they're going to be in, in an environment that they're not used to playing in in this type of season. Usually where they're playing, it's cold, it's snowing, the wind is blowing, all those different things. They're going to be in a controlled environment. All right? And so that's going to be a problem for George. But back to your comparison, I can see the comparison because of the fact is that, you know, a lot of people – didn't think Georgia deserved to be in after they got beaten. But everybody knew that Georgia was going to be in, even if they would have uh, lost that game to Alabama last year. They didn't, for some reason, it didn't feel that way about this Ohio State team. It just felt like they backdoored they were in. Like, they were not supposed to get in because if Clemson doesn't lose to South Carolina, they're probably – Clemson's probably in. If USC right. doesn't lose to um, uh, Utah, they're probably in. Mm-hmm. So you had all this stuff that went wrong in front of them. So it does seem a little bit more like they backed in. But for the, me to fall for that trap of, oh, it's Ohio versus everybody and we're going to play in Georgia's home state and all that crap, miss me with that, okay? They are one of the best three teams in America. All right? Nobody, nobody want to hear that, man. <laughs> and I, you know, I was going to ask you a question, and Jarvis knows this is my favorite position group, right? The offensive line. So that's coming. But 
something you just said kind of took me back, Randy, to something that made me feel a type of way, which is at the beginning, people were saying, oh, man, you know, Georgia's the number one team in the country and they got robbed. They should have been able to play. They should have had to you know, face Ohio State front center in the semifinal. And that's just, you know, the conspiracy theory of, you know, they just don't want Georgia to be a back to back champion. How did you right. feel when those when that first that initial rollout was you know given in terms of those matchups for the semifinals? Didn't really care because I know how good Georgia is, and the and the reason why is because it was like okay, we kind of knew what it was going to be if U, USC lost. All right, we are mm-hmm. we knew if USC lost that o, Ohio State was going to be in. Right, you it was unfair to dock them from losing in the pack in the Big Twelve championship, mm-hmm. and obviously this is going to be there. So, right. That like oh okay Ohio State's better than TCU so if you want to go by like who who is the worst of the four that Georgia should have got okay maybe TCU but TCU took care of their business if you want to say as far as them winning all their games even though they lost okay. to Kansas State so I wasn't at a point where it's like oh man you know because to me when people say that they're they're they fear the team that they're talking about like some right. people are fearing Ohio State I look mm-hmm. at it like this I think that as good as Georgia is. They can lose. They can play good and still lose to Ohio State because they just have that much talent. I don't think yes. they will, but I look at Ohio State as a problem because they are. I thought this was going to be the national championship this year, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. between these two teams. But, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. I mean, Jarvis, y'all, yeah. I mean, you know, just as much about, about this as I do. Is this maybe the best one four matchup since they've had this playoff thing? Wow. I mean, yes, to be honest with you, all the way back to the last time when Ohio State did its thing when Zeke Elliott was, yeah. you know, that to me, that's the last time a four really kind of did their thing. And and, and to, to add to that, I think that, you know, when you talk about from a talent mat, matchup standpoint, this is something that, you know, you have to keep your eye on. You're talking about a quarterback who is probably going to be the first quarterback taken off the board or it had the potential to be, right? Because we talk about matchups and everything that goes into these games with all these eyeballs, all these scouts are going to be watching this game. Like, C.J. Stroud has a chance to – I know his, his draft potential is very already high. He has a, he has a chance to take it into the, uh, the, the, the uh, legitimate number one overall quarterback taking – you know what I'm saying? Just from yeah. a, that mm-hmm. standpoint overall. Like, they can – he can be – probably in the Houston Texans uh, uniform, you know, at, at the end of that game based on how he uh, performed. So I, I think this is something that people are going to get an eye on, keep an eye on. But it's, I think the guy that I'm really concerned about is, is Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm going to ask you about that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about BetOnline.net because it's the fastest and easiest way to check in all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. I've been looking at the odds for this game. This bad boy has locked in at six and a half points, basically a touchdown favorite for the, for the Bulldogs. And I think that it's probably where it needs to be um, because of my concerns. I'm going to ask Randy Mack about that in just a second, but don't go anywhere because, you know, we, we come here, we bring you all this good information for all your ATL sports needs right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta on ATL Day Once. You know, for fine, you can find all your betting needs because Bet Online is the top online source for all your sports wager information, live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. You guys come to us each and every single day for all your ATL sports needs. Go for all your sports wager needs. Go to Bet Online. So, here's what I want you to do I want you to use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because Bet Online is where the game starts. Now, a guy that, Randy, I feel like 
I wasn't necessarily sold on his talent from a talent standpoint and Keely Ringo. And I think he's a guy that, along with C.J. Stroud, probably has the, the best chance to really, for his draft start to skyrocket if he has a good game against Marvin Harrison Jr. What do you think? Man, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a problem. He's big. He's fast. He has the best body control of anybody. And the way he works the sideline is unbelievable. He's the one coming in talking about we're going to be the villain and all that. Just whatever, man. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> right. But this is the, just this, play ball, this man. Is the, <laughs> just play ball. This is the thing with Georgia. Georgia is best in man-to-man coverage. All right. And you mm-hmm. saw they got in trouble in the SEC matchup when they were in them zones and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Keely Ringo is going to get – he's going to be matched up with them. The biggest thing with Keeley is this. He has the worst ball judgment when the ball's in the air, Jarvis and Tanitra. You're like, okay, can, did you not see the ball? You get that TBS syndrome. He, the type yeah, syndrome. I, I, think, I, <laughs> I think Jarvis and T that he's going to be ready for this game because he knows, just like just like you said, this is a money game for him going against Marvin. Because Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a top 10 pick next year. Right. He's just right. that good. Right. So the thing with Keeley is this. He's got to he's got to be on top because Georgia can't give up the big play. They can't do that because they get they get in trouble that way. They got to make them earn it. One thing about Georgia's defense is they tackle really really well. They tackle really well when they're focused. And so when I go back to Keeley in this matchup here, it's good on good. And I mean, I one that that gets on Keeley a lot. Me personally, I don't think mm-hmm. he is good as everybody says he is, but he makes plays. Agreed. But I, I, right, I just don't okay. think he's as good as everybody. I don't. I don't think he's as good as everybody says he is. Now, with that being said, can he make me a believer? I believe in him, but you can make me a real believer because they gonna make plays. They're that damn good. They're just yeah. that good. They're gonna make plays. The one, the biggest thing with me about, especially the quarterback play, is does he figure out what Bryce Young figured out in the SEC championship game last year? Oh, you know what? Let me run a little bit. Let me threaten him a little bit with this run and, and pick up a 10-yard run here or a 12-yard run here and all those different things because he doesn't want to run. But mm-hmm. it might be a situation where there's going to be lanes for him because George is going to be in a lot of man-to-man. So, uh, the, But those two dudes, and we talked about it earlier, in that controlled environment, ain't going to be no wind, ain't going to be no snow, no rain, no nothing. It's going to be 70 degrees and perfect in there. And mm-hmm. what do you do with a squad like that in a situation like that? It's going to be a – it's going to be a uh, – it's going to be a hump for Georgia, but I, I mean, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And when I think about this spread, this six and a half point favor that they have a touchdown essentially, but I think even if it comes down to that, Randy, or if it comes down to a field goal, I just feel like it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I don't think it's going to be a blowout regardless of what the betting line is or regardless of what pundits say. But my question is this, if it is that kind of close game, I believe it'll be one in the trenches and I would, I would stack up, Georgia's O-line with anybody's. In fact, of course, officially number two as a finalist for the Jim uh, Moore Award, second only to Michigan this year, but I still believe they're the number one O-line. If it comes down to the trenches and who wins that battle, do you give that to, do you give an edge to the dogs or do you give that edge to the Buckeyes D-line? I give it to Georgia. I mean, mainly because I know, I'm going to call Lorenzo Carter. Jalen Carter is a problem. He is a problem for them, and they don't have anybody that can block him. Now, the thing with Ohio State, Ohio State has two, at least one, but, but maybe two first-round tackles, Paris and the, and the other young man. They are legit mm. NFL legit NFL tackles. So does Georgia. And then 
uh, Mims is probably going to start because I don't know if McClendon is going to go here and practice all week. And so I don't yeah. know if it's going to be yeah. uh, Mims over at the right tackle now. But we know Broderick Jones, he, he, he holding that left side down. Another yep. first-round tackle. The, the, thing, the thing with Georgia is that can Georgia – can they can he counter when they try to find a plan for Lorenzo Carter? I mean, uh, Jalen Carter. Jaylen because Carter. they're <laughs> going to have a they, – they, they got to have a plan for him because he can wreck this game and he plays well in these big games. I think, you know, when you look at Ohio State's – you know, they had – I think I did the research. They had 26 sacks on the season. And I think Georgia was – no, I'm sorry. They had 32 and Georgia's right at 26 sacks. So, mm-hmm. and y'all remember that game where they had that one defensive uh, end that scored a touchdown, forced fumble, and all those different – basically beat Penn State by himself. But right. he hasn't yeah. done anything. <laughs> but the, the, the crazy thing is he ain't done nothing outside that game. He had four sacks, I think, in that game. He has five for the season. So he hasn't really done anything outside that game. But I think Georgia – it can handle their their defense with our offensive line. And I think that they're going to have a problem blocking Jalen because they're good in the interior. They're not great. And so the biggest thing for, for, for Georgia is this, because they don't give up sacks. They have right. got to be able to run the football because I think this is going to be a ball control team for, for Georgia. I think they're just going to take yeah. the air out of the ball and, yeah. and, and can walk and, and can walk away with a 21-17 to 17 victory tonight uh, on Saturday night. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's that's definitely gonna be the thing to keep an eye out on because at the end of the day, like I, you can easily analyze games or if you want to call yourself analyst, you know I don't like to do all that stuff. You know sometimes I just right. hey I talk football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, and like right, just right, look right. at the look at the lines, man. Look at the lines because that's where you can find out where guys can win games, especially when you're talking about like T said. As far as when it comes down to making a play, like who's going to be able to protect the longest? Who's going to be able to get home? I think that's what kind of works out in Georgia's favor. Now, you said you mentioned Lorenzo Carter. So, hey, let's talk some Falcons, man. Uh, they taking on the Arizona Cardinals uh, on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Desmond Ritter is making his first start at home. Like, what are you expecting to see from, from the rookie? I mean, I know – well, let me ask you this. What have you seen from the rookie that kind of gives you a little promise? And what have you seen from the rookie that kind of gives you a little, little concern? Uh, well, I think the, the, the biggest thing is that he's gotten better from start to start. He's gotten better. He played better yeah. against a, a better defense, in my opinion, in Baltimore. And they were to throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. The problem that I see that I saw in college is accuracy. You know, you saw some great catches by Drake May, I mean, by Drake London. That didn't have to be great catches. You know, you got to put it in front of him and all those different things. But uh, I think the command with it, he still is indecisive when to run or not. Like, just to get out the pocket and maybe get those four yards. Yes. I mean, that is another thing. But I thought he played a lot better. They got some 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 really bad calls. The intentional grounding was a horrible call. The holding call was a horrible call. But, uh, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out because he still has two more games. And I know we want to see him play good and everything like that. And we had Arch on, and no, yeah, we had Arch on talking about you know the development of everything. I want to see him win the damn football game. Yeah. How about that? I mean, I know you yeah. want him to play well, yeah. but how about how about you play well in a win, and you know, and not play better in a loss? And so mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the thing uh, when you look at this game. Uh, we were having a discussion about you know because uh, I know you you, you, you got to work there, Jarvis, and everything. Like yeah. uh, you and how many of your closest <laughs> friends going to be at that game on Sunday? 
Cause we are, we, 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 we're like, you know, it, it's going to be a, it might all, be a little it, light up in the, uh, Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it might be the press box. <laughs> might be a little Matt. It might be a little light up in that thing, man. It might be yeah. me, T, a couple of my homeboys, yeah. right? For real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a seat pick em game. Hey, pick a seat, man. You know, but, uh, <laughs> but I think, hey, I want to see, but I want to oh, see him play well, man. I want to see yeah. him play well, man. I would, I would love to see him come home and play and give more hope because they got a big decision to make when it comes to the quarterback this offseason. Yeah. And I know yeah. y'all are breaking all the way down because now you're in a point where you you, you got out of the financial hell that you're in. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I said this before. I said the Arthur Smith era doesn't start until Matt Ryan's no longer on the team, and you have your own guy at quarterback. You got two more guy games to see because Desmond Ritter is going to be on the roster in 2023. Now, is it as a starter? Is it a guy competing for the starting position, or is it as a backup? Those are the three things that Terry and them got to decide on this on in, on this offseason. Yeah, I agree. And you were talking about Drake London. Speaking of rookies, yes, big plays but also sometimes big fumbles. So what is it that he needs to do about whether it's his technique, Randy, or whether it's just kind of having that uh, football IQ as it relates to pro style of football so that maybe he can protect the ball a bit better? Well, I think one thing that Drake showed in that game was great football character, in my opinion, to be such a young player. And here's why. Mm -hmm. He lost the previous game the week before on a fumble, and then a big play when they drive and he has another fumble. Now, he went to the sleeves off. And, I, and all those different things. Me, personally, I don't think that had nothing to do with it, but I'll never fuss with anybody who believes it does. You know, they, it's a whatever, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, you want to believe. If you want to whatever you want to believe. I just think Drake has got to figure, got to realize that, they, that it's a split second before they close on you. And I'm talking about, you might think yeah. when, you, when you catch that ball that there's nobody there. And I think he thought about it a lot that in the previous game when he lost the ball. When they're there, you gotta get the ball. And you gotta put it away because that happens all the time, and it happens a lot. The young receiver happened to me as a young receiver. Where, damn, I just had it, and I was in the ball get knocked out of your hands. But I just love his football. I love his football character because he didn't let it get him down. They end up going to have a great game, making some great grabs, and bailing his quarterback out a lot of times too. But I, it's just it's just a daggone shame that Kyle Pitts isn't here to be a part of it. You would love you would love yeah. to see him because because. Cause they got them a runner. Mm-hmm. Get them Tyler Algiers. That should do. Yes. Yeah, but, there it is. You, yeah, one. you got your dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You, you got your dude. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. but that's the thing about it, T. He just got to realize that they coming, man. They are coming for the ball. Because they don't tackle no more. They tackle the ball nowadays. And they try right. to, right. you know, as, as far as create turnovers. And mm-hmm. it's going to happen again. Because it's on tape. It's on tape. Yeah. And coaches yeah. look at it. Hey, look at this kid. Five. Hey, once he catches, go for the ball. Just go for the ball. Exactly. And, you know, there's something else you I just wanted to piggyback on that. That's the same thing I feel like, Randy, with Desmond Ritter. You know, we talked about it on the show yesterday, how he's got to just be prepared to sit in that pocket and not anticipate so much the rush, because it was almost like he was anticipating the ghost of Cam Jordan when they played the Saints. And if he can just kind of settle that thing down and not just anticipate, anticipate it enough to get the ball out in time, but not to the point where, to your point, it, it uh, makes Drake London have to do something phenomenal just to catch the ball or also to your point uh, it just checks his accuracy all together where it's like well Drake couldn't get that ball even if he tried because right. it you know R- Ritter just gets it out too quick because of what he's anticipating 
Well, I think the the thing with with Desmond is he's got to become a more of a you know a passer than a thrower, and, and meaning like that because he's trying to make it so per- just, just just pass the ball, man. It, 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 Slank, it, yeah. it, it's like that goes with more more experience and everything at this level because you know this at this level that he's at windows are smaller, they're smaller, oh, yeah. and it's it is all about time. You got to get the ball there instead of waiting for him to get open. You got to have better anticipation. Uh, you know, the anticipation process of throwing the football, right. and it'll get there, man. That's what I said, because I got to ask y'all something. Do y'all think that you can learn in four games whether this guy is a quarterback next year? Can y'all do, do, I mean, because I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be to be honest with you, T, I don't know about you, but for me, I don't think so. No. That's why I've always been on the side of, you know what, like, I'm okay with them going to the next year mm-hmm. trying to figure out whether or not he can be the guy. How about you do this? Regardless of if he's the guy or not, how about you get some more talent to surround him with? Yep. Whoever, and Even if he's right. not the guy, you can bring in a guy that already will have talent enough so you can win some games. So I think that them building this roster or constructing this roster to, to where they can even the playing field around mm-hmm. him by guys that – that can put the quarterback on the ground. So when you go against guys like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, you won't have that big concern. You don't have to worry about whether or not your quarterback is as good as him or he can go throw for throw with that quarterback. Hey, you know that, hey, you got a fire breather on both sides of the foot, on both sides of the defense that can get home. So I think that whether or not you can figure out whether he's the guy in these four games, I don't think it really matters. It's all about building that talent around him. So, if he is the guy, cool. If he's not, cool. Because guess what? You built, you got enough talent to bring in a guy, a veteran guy, if that can, you know, maybe bridge that gap between until you get your young guy. Yeah, and I would agree too, Randy. I don't know if four games will get it to you. And I go back to the Saints game, for example. So you got it's kind of an uphill battle, right? So you you got your your uh, rookie quarterback trying to bring you back in a comeback situation in that hostile environment. So I don't know if we got to see the best of Desmond there. And then you got the Ravens, which, hey, they still have a Ravens type style defense. So, you know, you really didn't see as much as you could have seen out of him. And then also, just like you said, Randy, you got no Kyle Pitts. And essentially he's like, we know he's a tight end, but he's like your wide receiver 1A and wide receiver 1B. So if you don't have 1B out there, you really don't know what you're working with. And I would venture to say as well, Randy, in this day and age, you probably need a good 1C as well to kind of see what he is. And that could be a secondary to, and and forgive me for kind of going a little far with this, but that could be a a 1C that is, or even a 2A or 2B that's behind Algier and CP because we know you do have some nice cast pass catchers out of the backfield so maybe because you know cp i don't know how much he's gonna have left in the tank so you also have to maybe consider getting him somebody else uh in that running back room who can also give him an additional pass catcher depending on what you do with the rest of that core but yeah i'm not sure about four games especially to randy because so many of the teams that he's playing these last two games i don't know if they're going to be at full strength for you to be able to see if when he goes up against a solid d if he's ready I want to see y'all face reaction to this, man. With the fifth pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Will Levis. Ah. Or, or, Get the or, freak or, out of here! <laughs> no! No! You, Randy, no! 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 No, Randy! No! Not on this show, Randy! No! 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 I asked the question on the show. I asked the question. 
I asked a question on the show today, and no. that was the same damn reaction I got. I was just asking. That was no, all. Man. <laughs> I, I love you to death, bro, but no, man. <laughs> Hell no. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Round one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I give you one O-lineman just in case you feel like Caleb McGarry was just man, telling you what he can do because, you know, you didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I'm going to give you one O-lineman. But I feel like it should be and the number five pick and the number 25 pick and the number 717th pick. D, 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 defense. I don't care where you go. You want to go with an edge rusher? Okay. Go there. You want to go with an interior lineman? Go there. I really don't think <laughs> I might not need you to, you know, sneak a secondary person in there until late, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm a run up, I'm a run up 985. I'm a run up 985. You try to give me another one. Oh man. I was just asking. I'm just asking. Man, you try, man, you try to start some stuff, man. Look, look, you the type. See, Randy, I I knew you had this in you. Like I, you always see uh, like a guy that could throw throw a little a little stink bomb up in that mug and be turn around as soon as it goes off. You'd be like, who did that? <laughs> hey, man, who did that? What's that smell? All right, Randy. One more before we go. Since you threw that on us, we are just two days away from New Year's. So, what should the Falcons' New Year's resolution be as it relates to that roster? God, let somebody let a let a Bosa type pass rusher demand a damn trade. <laughs> Somebody at that level. I don't want to play here no more. You know where I I, I want to play in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one right there, man. I wish I would have said that. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they got they got all this money, but they ain't really one of them dudes out there for them to give. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, a game wrecking, fire breathing outside pass rusher. Oh man, that would that would make me so happy. See, I see, Randy, that's that's, that's a good that's a good place that's a good place to end. You see how the serenity just came over my body right now. I'm just I'm just cool, <laughs> all relaxed, man. We 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 definitely definitely appreciate you, man, for ending yes. it like that, Randy. Appreciate you. Thank you for having us having coming on the show today, man. Really appreciate that, brother. Y'all know I do anything for y'all, man. Y'all don't get out of here, man. Y'all don't anything for my family, man. Y'all be easy, man. I'll talk to y'all. All right. Happy New Year to you and yours, Randy. Happy New Year, man. Cheers. <laughs> it's just <a> typical Randy. <laughs> All right. We appreciate Randy and Michael for coming on oh, yeah. with the show. And also, we want to make sure you guys, we want to say thank you guys for making ATL Day One the first listen of the day. Why don't you stop by and make Locked On Sports today your second listen? They're free and available wherever you get. You know, this podcast, we hope you're making sure you downloading this podcast and listening to it. You know, you can get locked on sports today like we do for the culture. They do take of the day and make sure you check those guys out as well. Uh, coming up on, we will not be here on Monday. So no. don't, look, don't look for us on Monday. I know, don't get sad. Don't start crying. We'll be back. We'll be back on Tuesday talking Falcons, Cardinals, Georgia, Ohio State. Did they make it to the national championship? Are they going back to back? We'll get into all that. Make sure you, and T, got any parting words before we come back and see them in the next year? Just be safe in those ATL streets because as long as you're safe out there, you get to come back and see us on Tuesday. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Y'all come back now, you hear?
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.